Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. In today's readings, we hear the Ten Commandments. How familiar are you with them? Have you committed them to heart? Imagine that they were given to us thousands of years ago by God himself, who spoke to Moses, had them written on, his, on stone tablets. They were carried through the desert for many years in the Ark of the Covenant. They were taken into the Holy Land. And when Jesus came to earth, spoke about them and said, these are the commandments and love your neighbor as yourself. Every time that we make an examination of conscience, which should be a daily examine every day, we are trying to become better. And we use the Ten Commandments as a way to see how well we have loved God. We have three commandments that are related to God. The first three, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, do not have any other idols. Do not put anything else in the place of God. We're also asked to keep the name of the Lord holy. That means that we don't say, oh my God, or definitely we don't say the word God or Christ in any curse, because that is a sin against the second commandment. And the third one is to keep God's holy day holy. So the Sabbath is to be kept holy. Holy. That is why not going to Mass on Sunday is a mortal sin. So as we meditate on the Ten Commandments, we know that God tells us the foundation in our heart is to love Him. To love Him with our heart, to love Him with our words, to love Him with our actions, because we go to the temple. And this is what the church pairs with Jesus in the reading for today of the gospel where he goes into the temple and sees that people have turned the house of God into a marketplace and lets them know you are making idols of this place. This place is a place of worship. So it is a day for us to take a look in our Lenten journey to see how are we making idols of things in our life. Is it our work we've put it before god is it our politics have we put them before god is it the way we watch uh, television or spend our our uh, free time are we making those longer hours than we do spending time learning about our faith or speaking about the things of god or working in the world because we're supposed to be working towards making the kingdom of heaven come alive, helping with the poor, helping in prisons, helping in hospitals, helping in our churches to, to expand the kingdom of God by maybe teaching a class. So our job is to make the kingdom of heaven first in our lives. And those th first three commandments tell us that, tell us this. Then we have seven commandments that God gave us for our benefit. This is the golden rule, but we are given a lot of don't do this. Why? Because God could see that even in the desert, everybody was you know, running amok. 
So we have commandments. The first three tell us, do this, love God, honor God, speak, speak good words. But then we are told to begin in our heart first, honor your father and your mother. That is the connection to the, to the three commandments of God, to honor our father and our mother. Honor the fourth commandment by making sure that we are attending to the needs of our, of our parents, that we're praying for them if, if we cannot be next to them for some reason, but that we are at least attending to their spiritual needs, wishing them well, asking God to send angels. And then we have the commandments that start to address our relationships with others. The fifth commandment, do not kill. And maybe you're not killing somebody physically, but you're killing their reputation. Or you are really taunting them in such a way that they feel unsafe. Or you are in some way making them have thoughts about themselves that are very negative by the way that you are treating them. So do not kill has a lot of dimensions. And by meditating on what the catechism tells us about that commandment gives us a sense for what God intends. Then we have the sixth commandment, to not commit impure acts. It's against adultery. Jesus tells us that even if we look at a person of the opposite sex with a lasting in our hearts, we are committing adultery. So that goes the same way for movies. If you're not advancing through scenes in movies that have an adulterous nature and you are promoting lust in your hearts, you are not going to be doing the will of God with the sixth commandment. If you are looking at pornography, if we, if we are listening to songs that have lewd comments against men or women, that use words that are against God's command of purity we are sinning against the sixth commandment and this is something we look at every day in our examen did i do that because we have to ask forgiveness and then we have to do recompense by reading pure things by listening to pure things by inviting others to not attend things that are not good the seventh commandment another of the negative don't do this is do not steal and maybe stealing an idea from someone else Maybe stealing time by, by wasting it in an idle way. Do not steal your time, your energy, your resources, because God is going to ask us to keep an account for how well we've used what he's given us and how well we've respected what belongs to others and not taken it away. The eighth commandment, do not lie. Sometimes we may lie by exaggeration, by telling a story for embellishment because we want attention on ourselves. Or we could use it to speak evil about someone else. We're telling something about another person that destroys their reputation. So not only are we doing something with the fifth commandment, because we're killing someone's reputation, but we're also lying about them in order to get something that we want. And then we have the coveting. The Others, the other uh, commandments have actions that we can see, but when we're coveting or we're wanting out of envy or jealousy what belongs to someone else, then friends, you could be sitting right here next to me. I could be coveting and you wouldn't know, but in my heart, I am wishing what someone else has and I am ordering incorrectly my heart by putting first 
this idea of what I want to have, the possessions that belong to someone else, whether it's someone's husband or wife or someone's possessions, that we are not envious. And the priest in our church made a distinction about jealousy and envy. Jealousy is when I wish something that someone else has that I could have, and I wish it in a way that is in, in order, disordered. Envy is when I'm wishing for something that I couldn't possibly have, but I am wanting it, and I am wanting it with a sense of distraught heart that puts me or others in jeopardy because I am misaligning my heart in a sense of despondency, can actually go all the way to murder. We see it in the Bible all the time. So friends, make a point to study and meditate the Ten Commandments because if we don't know them, we cannot do a proper exam of conscience and then we cannot have a proper confession. And if we don't have a converted heart, then we are in a place of great hardship. What readings does the church give us today as well? Well, they give us the, the reading of Jesus in John chapter 2, that in the Passover of the Jews being near, Jesus goes up to Jerusalem. So he's going to the temple. He himself is following the commandments and he's showing us a sense of order and of love that our own hearts have to follow. We are given a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, where the Jews and the Gentiles are looking for signs and they're looking for wisdom. But Jesus is saying the power of God and the wisdom of God that is given to us in the commandments that can seem completely foolish to the world, they are the signs that God has given us. So in today's Psalm, we have Psalm 19 and we repeat the words from John 6, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. Friends, the commandments are words of everlasting life. The decrees of the Lord are worthy and they are in our heart. And they are there because we rejoice that the commandments of the Lord are clear and enlightening to the eye. So let us be people that know the commandments of the Lord and that follow them with joy because they are the sign and the symbol of being followers of Christ and lovers of our Heavenly Father. So we pray that we will know them and, and that our love of God will increase. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.